I want the truth. You want the truth. Who cheated? Who didn't cheat? How many teams are involved? We're going to find out a little bit more about what the scandal even looked like and kind of why things um, were said the way that they were said. Kyrie Irving is a crybaby. We've known this for a long time. He continues to get worshipped like a superstar, that he is talent-wise, but not leadership-wise. We've got Odell Beckham Jr. slapping butts, and that's just, is it okay? Is it all right? Is it not warranting an arrest? Is it not? I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of different things on the internet. I'm going to break that down for you. And quit talking about greatness as it unfolds that, oh, I just decided that, ooh, you know what? Whenever they were getting drafted, I thought that they should draft him. Cut that out. Stop it. There's no reason for it. Here we go. The new All Sports Best. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best. I'm Trey Gonzalez, hosting solo this time around. We haven't done a podcast in a while, so I had to jump in the studio. There's a lot of things pressing that needed to be discussed, and the first and foremost thing has to be the fact that, of course, the cheating scandal in the MLB has become bigger than life. We're not sure how far this is actually going to go. As we've seen it so far, we know Carlos Beltran has been um, released from the from the New York Mets. We've seen Alex Cora get released from the Red Sox. We've seen AJ Hinch get fired by the Red Sox. Now I want to talk about what that kind of means, right? If you fire a coach, like if you decide, okay, you know what, you're not good for us, you're fired. Their contract still lives out, so they still get to get paid, right? Isn't that how it goes? So if they say that they quote unquote mutually decided to part ways, it's easy because you know what? He decided he wanted to go. We decided that was a good idea. We don't pay him anymore. And I think that's a great way that the ML, they, they found a loophole to get rid of these coaches without carrying their contracts as much as they would have had to if they just went, boom, you're fired. Okay, cool. I'll collect that unemployment or whatever that is because my contract still lives on, right? These coaches found a way to cheat um, using technology that's really never been done before, or at least been heard of before by the common fan, right? It's happening, guys. Let's just be real about it. Quit saying, well, we don't know that. We, we There's no proof about that. It's happening, okay? Technology is very prevalent in all of the organizations. Yes, they're using it to scout stuff. Not a big deal. Not cheating. Not cheating at all. Okay. You can use cameras to watch a guy swing a bat and say, well, look, he likes the inside pitch. Big deal. That's not a cheat. That's not a cheat. What's cheating is when it's happening in real time and the pitches are being called and you know exactly what's coming. Okay. Poor Clayton Kershaw's on the mound trying to pitch, uh, you know, whatever he's trying to do to kind of build up his reputation in the playoffs again. And you know exactly what's coming and you're ruining his legacy, right? I don't know if the Dodgers cheat. I could almost promise you that they did at some point or another that they use some kind of something. Okay. But you can see what I mean by that. It, it, it tarnishes the game. Now, let's dive into this a little bit more. Pete Rose, lifetime ban. He bet on baseball, right? He wasn't a player. He bet on baseball, and he got caught when he wasn't a player. And he, I, I, I'm sorry, he should be in the Hall of Fame. There's no reason he shouldn't be. He should be able to be around baseball and be back into it a little bit more. Uh, there's no lifetime ban that makes any sense to me the way Pete Rose's does, right? It just doesn't. Okay, Barry Bonds, 
Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa brought so much excitement to the game of baseball, and they didn't know what pitch was coming. Okay, they didn't know what pitch was coming. They didn't know, you know, so I, I, they didn't even have the technology to go back and watch film in the dugout like they do now, right? They watch their tapes or whatever. Hey, this guy, you know, look at the scouting report real quick. Throw a sheet of paper. Hey, you know what? This guy's really good. He he throws 50% fastballs. He throws, etc. And then they went out and they performed and they got a hold of some, they got a hold of everything when when they got a hold of something uh, during their runs with home runs and all that stuff. Huge. Great. That was big for baseball. This was big for the Houston Astros. You can see that they fired AJ Hinch. I believe that means they still pay him. And when they do that, I mean, it's, it's, if that's the case and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if that's the case, then they're kind of saying, look, we know you cheated. Alex Cora cheated. You didn't stop it. You said, okay, so what happened was Alex Cora cheated. He didn't really stop it. He said, I don't like that. Cut that out. They said, well, we're just going to keep, you know, doing it. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he covered for it in press conferences and stuff like that. So, yes, he's just as guilty. If you see somebody, you know, selling drugs and they're your friend, and you're like, hey, you should stop that. And they're like, nah, I'm kind of liking it. And you're like, okay, cool. Sounds great. We're still friends. And I'm still going to let you like do that at my house. Sell that at my house. That's fine. I don't care. Right? It's it's essentially the same thing in this case. But um, you're, you're just, yes, they talk about the integrity of the game. Carlos Beltran's niece, I'm not sure if it was real, but it was on Twitter. She came out and she said that, she was supposed to keep she's supposed to keep it quiet but she has proof and she knows that the Astros were using buzzers on their shoulders to tell them whether it was a fastball or it was an off speed if it buzzed it was an off speed pitch if it didn't it was a fastball that's even bigger right we talked about the dumpsters where they bang on the dumpsters boom 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 it's an off speed pitch coming then it's like oh okay cool but that'd be kind of hard to figure out right but Jose Altuve apparently they they're talking about the fact that he didn't want his shirt ripped off after he hit a home run, um, after he hit a big time walk off home run against Geraldus Chapman. He's like holding his shirt together, don't rip it off and stuff like that. They're diving into that a little bit more. I can't wait to hear more about this. But this cheating scandal is bad, okay? But it is it is way worse. It is way worse than steroids, and it is way worse than Pete Rose. D- Tell me, tell me differently. Let me know. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all sports best. And I would love to discuss this with you. It's not even close, guys. It's not even close. All right. Who knows what else they cheated on? You know what I mean? Um, all right. So moving on to the next thing, we've got to talk about the fact that um, Odell Beckham Jr. is an ass. Okay. Plain and simple. Um, he's become this guy that thinks he's above the law. He thinks he's above everyone else. He's, con- I mean, I think he sees himself as God. It's just that's, you know what? My team's not performing well. It's everybody but me, right? I don't care what I do off the field. I don't care what's going on in the locker room. I don't care what I'm saying to my team. And then also in the interviews, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's, right? Odell Beckham has become this guy that thinks he's above everything. And when he spanked a a police officer on the I mean think about it you see a police officer out in public you spank him on the butt you you think that that's he's just going to turn around and go hey man not cool right no he's going to arrest you what substances are you on what are you doing you know we're we're going to dive deep into this because that's disrespectful and and I think there's no reason that shouldn't be warranted I mean yes absolutely 
If I spank you on the butt, if I slap you in the, I mean, you know what I mean? There should be some consequences to that. And Odell's uh, figuring that out real soon. So hopefully this all gets figured out and stuff like that. But quit protecting him in the social media. Okay, quit saying that Odell, Be- that's ridiculous. That's a petty thing that the police did and stuff like that. I get it. He's your favorite player. whoop de doo But when his college team wins, not even him, when his college team wins a national championship, he shouldn't be all up in the locker rooms and stuff like that if he's doing, if he's, um, you know, doing stuff like giving out money and stuff like that, possibly illegal, that's going to hurt some of these uh, players' chances to be in the, in the NCAA next year. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you that it's just, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Um, but tell me what you think about Odell Beckham Jr. You know what? To me, he doesn't impress me anymore. He was a great player, hell of a dancer, really cool seeming guy, great personality and all that stuff. But now it's just become this thing where it's just, it's too much. It's too much for an old school. And, and I'm not talking from an old school perspective because I'm not really old school. I love the bat flips, right? I love the dancing on the field. I love having fun and enjoying the moment, right? Enjoy the moment. Absolutely. But this is going too far. If he thinks he doesn't get, if he thinks he should be above it, right? If you know, he comes out and he says, guys, you know what? I made a mistake. Uh, I totally knew that when I did it, I, I felt terrible about it. And you know what? I'll pay my fine and I'll move on. Great. I'll respect it a little more. I'm not going to respect it fully, but I'll respect it a little bit more. We're moving on into quit crying. Quit crying, fans, about women in sports. Okay? If they're good enough to be in sports, they deserve to be in sports. We're talking about coaches. We're talking about, um, you know, people that are trainers, all that stuff. You You don't mind when they're a trainer, right? They help you to recover and stuff like that. That's great, man. They know their stuff. They're awesome. But whenever it comes to coaching, well, hey, you didn't play this sport. You didn't play football. You didn't play baseball. You played softball, right? You played volleyball. You did all the other things. But we're thinking about um, analysts and coaches at the same time. How many analysts do we see on ESPN? They don't have an athletic bone in their body, right? Come on. We talk about, everybody talks about Stephen A. Smith. He, he averaged like two points in high school or something like that in basketball. And he's talking about football. He's talking about baseball. He's talking about UFC. He knows everything, right? He's the best uh, sportscaster there is. But we're not talking about, well, he didn't play. What the heck? I don't respect that. You see Tracy McGrady on on the uh, on screen and you're like, that dude was a legend. I absolutely love to hear what he has to say. Pedro Martinez can't understand him. But man, he's a legend, right? Big Poppy, Alex Rodriguez, all those guys. But then you see Tim Tim Kirchin. Do you think Tim Kirchin played a lick of athletic sports ever? Dude played chess probably. Okay? But then we're talking about, oh, these girls come in. They don't know anything about baseball. That is ridiculous. But I will say this, <laughs> okay, to contradict what I <laughs> what I've been saying. Women refs get a grip. Okay, because when we watch a game, I I don't want things focused in on you. The NFL, they've done a pretty good job of of having NFL refs that have kind of stayed, you know, kept their job relevant. If there's a penalty and they call it great, absolutely do it. But I see it all the time. And I'm talking about high school sports. I'm talking about middle school sports, college sports, where it's just like, boom, technical foul. Boom. I want all the spotlight on me. And there's a lot of guys like that, too. Get rid of those refs, 
Okay. But if she's good enough to be good, she's good enough to make your team great. 49ers have achieved greatness. San Francisco Giants just hired a girl to coach with them or a woman to coach with them. If they take it that extra step, look at where the 49ers are. You know what I mean? Like if they take it that extra step, absolutely. And quit complaining about girls in sports. Stop it. If, if, if you, if the men's sports made less money and softball was the big money getter, then of course guys would be like, well, I played baseball, but I'm going to go coach softball. How many guy coaches are in softball? Uh, okay. Next on the list has to be uh, another crying thing. And I know this is why it's sensitive fans and welcome. You don't like what I'm saying? Cool. Um, I just had to go off on this stuff because it's, it's getting to the point where it's just building up and I just had to get it out there. Kyrie Irving, you're a baby. You're a crybaby. Okay. Don't go on the, <laughs> he did this with the Celtics, right? Did this with the Celtics. Oh man, you know what? I don't have any help. We need some better leadership on our team. Who's the leader? You. You're the leader. You're the leader of the team. They pay you the most on the team. You're the leader. Then he left. Celtics went really far in the playoffs. They did really well. Right? I mean, it's crazy. Cavs, he was a big piece. He was a great little brother to LeBron, and he didn't like that. Well, I don't want to be... I don't want to have that kind of relationship. Stop talking to LeBron, just kind of separated himself. And then later on, I'm like, hey, man, you know what? Thank you for all you did. He realized it, but he never changed. He's on the Brooklyn Nets now. He's saying he came back off of an injury from like a month's injury and didn't have success on the court one game. And I was like, well, we need extra pieces. He names off like six guys on his team that that they need extra pieces to. Okay, some some teams have had really huge success with Two guys that are great on their team, and they had role players that knew how to figure it out. You know why? Because they knew how to make the t guys around them better. Michael Jordan made his team better. Michael Jordan's teams were great. So don't give me the LeBron's not as good as Michael Jordan, etc. I don't want to hear that conversation. That's not what this is about. But when you see like LeBron, when they beat the Warriors the last time, um, oh, I'm sorry, when he beat them with the Heat, I'm sorry, not the Heat, gosh dang it, with the Cavs, and their their team was just broken down and jacked up, and it was like, oh my gosh, what kind of team is it? They can't do it, right? LeBron brought him up, made him better. He was great, but you can't win a game by yourself, especially when you have a high-caliber team you're playing against like that. And Kyrie just hasn't figured that out. He's like, you know what? I need everybody on my team. I need an all-star team. Then I can win. Then we can have some success, and I won't complain anymore. All right? Next on the list has to be the success that we see at the next level from some college players, from some high school players that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon for. That gets old. Lamar Jackson, he's a great player. I didn't say a word about him. I just wanted to see what happened with him when he was coming out of college. He was great. Fantastic Louisville quarterback that everybody thought, mm -mm, nope, he's going to be a wide receiver. He's fast. He's skilled. He's not a quarterback. Doesn't fit there well. Well, guess what? In his second year in the NFL, he's the MVP, without a doubt. Shouldn't even be close. MVP, right? But then we see Larry David. I guess he's a, he's a comedian. I know he's an actor. He's done some stuff. Um, you guys know of him from New York. Oh, he told the Jets, you should draft Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. And they said that they laughed him out of the room. I don't care. I don't care. Larry David? Who cares? Okay, hey, I told my friend that... Mike Trout would probably be pretty good in the league. Do I get credit for that? No. People do it all the time. They just spitball. 
Okay. And then whenever it doesn't work out, you're like, nah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. But then whenever it does work out, it's like, let's make this huge headline about it. Man, this comedian told the front office that, you know what? This guy's good. Yeah. We know he's good. Won the Heisman Trophy. We know he's good. Oh my goodness gracious. It's things like that that's really annoying. Talk about John Morant. Yeah, he's very, very good at what he does. In the NBA, he's going to be a great. But we keep talking about it like it's news, right? He was a one-two pick. I'm sorry, second pick. And we were talking about it like if he's just, he was that second round guy that came out of nowhere and it's amazing that he's doing what he's doing and stuff like that, right? It's like, come on, let's get real. Zion Williamson, he's coming back real, real soon. This is exciting, the 22nd apparently. So he's got about a week, he's about a week out or so, so something like that. Less than a week, of course. But, I mean, everybody's saying like, oh, he's washed up, he's not. Give him a freaking chance and quit talking about him because I know that all these people are going to say, you know what, he got hurt, he's going to get hurt too much, he's the next Greg Oden and all that stuff. And I know it's great for media talk and let's just kind of hypothesize about different things that might happen, but it's not cool. He gained too much weight. He's looking hefty and stuff. He's a huge dude. He's huge. He's been huge. He dunks on dudes. He continues to use his strength and power. He's like the strongest dude, hardest working dude from Duke. It's not like he went out and he was just like, I'm just going to eat cheeseburgers. I'm just going to sit down. Dude worked hard. He's going to be the face of New Orleans if he can. T- if he just does good. He doesn't even have to be great yet. He just has to be kind of good. Hey, he's got a lot of improvement to make. Cool. He's in the league. It's different. Okay, first overall pick. I get it. If he busts, then that's going to be a big deal. I know. Give him about three, four years before we start making that decision on him because we did make that decision on him for Markel Fultz. Well, what the heck? He was the number one overall pick. He should be way better than that. He sucks. He's terrible. Sixers, get rid of him. Now he came into his own with the magic and everybody's like, see, everybody slept on him and he's actually really, really good. Yeah, I know he's really good. He just didn't, he was in his own mind about it and stuff like that. And people counted him out and I know that, but just quit being on that bandwagon of I'm going to say something and then I'm just going to leave it alone and then I'm going to go back and cite it from five years ago and say, Markel Fultz is great. See, I told you he was going to be great. Yeah, you said that before he got drafted, dude. You said that before he got drafted, then he was awful. He was brutal. He couldn't even make a free throw without stuttering and about passing out because he was so nervous and so freaking, I don't even know. I don't know what his deal was. That was insane. Uh, Carmelo Anthony wrote him off. Everybody's like, see, y'all talk, to, y'all talk bad about him. Now he's on the Portland Blazers and he's stud. He outscored James Harden when they played the Rockets and stuff like that. He wasn't the cancer there. I think he was. I still think he was. He wasn't willing to come off the bench when he was first coming out of the league and stuff. Then he figured it out. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll come off the bench. Maybe he doesn't need to come off the bench yet, but he's not like LeBron. You guys talk about him like, oh, man, he's the GOAT. He's like LeBron and stuff like that. He's not like LeBron. LeBron takes great care of his body. He's a fantastic leader, and he's still MVP. he still has MVP talks every single year. He's a different animal. Carmelo Anthony, you're great, man. You were great. You were awesome. You were strong. You were all that stuff. But you just didn't seem to care as much about your body as LeBron did. And when things started going downhill, then fans weren't liking you as much in New York and other places that you bounced around to. Then it was just like, well, no, I'm a starter. 
shoot, you don't do what you don't tell me what I'm going to do. Stuff like that. You got to find a way to adjust. And uh, when he finally kind of made an adjustment, look at that. What the heck? He's a good player. He is a good player. Okay. And I'm not going to say what I mean. Me, I was kind of like, you know what, Carmelo? I, I kind of want to see him out of the league so that he has that burning desire to get back into it. So he's going to work hard and get to that point. And he's been great like that. And I'm not going to take credit for the fact that that happened because I had nothing to do with it. I just thought that when some, I just think, and I still think this, if somebody gets out of the league because they couldn't make it anymore and they just have a desire to get back in, man, they're going to work their butts off. They're going to get in front of people that need to be seen, that need to see what they're doing. And then boom, they're back into it and they've got that desire. So they're going to work hard. They're going to play some great defense and stuff like that. Carmelo's playing defense. Wow. Crazy, right? Last thing of the podcast, and we appreciate you guys for listening so much. You can check us out at allsportsbest.com for more content and stuff like that. You can go to um, our Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, and that'd be awesome too. The UFC promotion, I'm so excited about it. Okay, Cowboy Cerrone. What is it? Cowboy Cerrone, right? He's from out, or he's been training out of Albuquerque. He's got homes both in Denver and in around the Albuquerque area. So that's pretty sweet versus Conor McGregor. This is really cool because who who doesn't want Conor McGregor to get knocked out? Okay, let's get away. I'm gonna get away from the sensitive fans' um, perspective of like, well, this is gonna be a good fight and it's gonna be exciting and, and all that stuff. I know it's gonna be exciting, but mostly everybody wants to see Conor McGregor get put to the ground again. You love to see annoying, pesty people get smacked around, right? We want to see. Um, Hardy, gosh dang it, I forget his first name. We want to see Hardy get smacked to the ground because he's a jerk. He hit women, and he's now a professional athlete making a lot of money again. And he was on the Dallas Cowboys before. He had all the opportunities in the world, threw him away. But we still go and watch his fights. Why? We want to see him get smacked. We want to see him lose. We want to see Conor McGregor lose. We want to see this upset happen. It's the anticipation more than anything because we're going to get to that fight. It's going to be like, ooh, okay, cool, all right, cool. And then like, I don't know, halfway through the, you know, through the fight, we're going to see stuff that we're like, come on, hit, up. you know. That's the kind of fans that we are for UFC most of the time. Now, if you're a pure fighting, boxing UFC fan, then you're probably like, okay, that's a good strategy. That's a good thing. And, and, I've see, and I've heard it and I've seen it. And I know the people that really get into it, awesome. But whenever you're talking about just a normal fan, it's all about the anticipation more than anything. Those promo videos kill. They, Oh, man, they kill. So whenever I see a promo video, I'm like, mm, you know what? I said I wasn't going to do it, but I might just have to pay for pay-per-view. I might pay a cover charge somewhere at some random bar because that'd be worth it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Tell us what you think on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do you agree with some of this stuff? Do you totally hate me because I said the wrong things? I don't care, but I, I, mean, well, I do care. I would love to know. Um, tell us on social media and stuff like that. We'd love to cover your topic on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's just refreshing to get back onto the podcast. So we love you guys and uh, take care. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Ah!